This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. I'm coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm being joined by super producer and host Dave Shepard. He's coming to you live from New York City. And combined, we're broadcasting out to more than 300 stations all over North America. What's up, Honolulu? What's up, Anchorage? What's up, Seattle and Portland? San Diego, Los Angeles, Sacramento, Las Vegas, Phoenix, Arizona, Denver, Colorado, Utah. What's up, Utah? Everybody in Texas, Oklahoma. Did I say Denver? If not, hi, Denver. Minneapolis, Wisconsin, Michigan, Cleveland, Kentucky, Tennessee, Atlanta, Georgia, Oklahoma. I'm not going to name all the states. Hello to everybody else on the East Coast, all right? And everything in between. Hi, Canada. If you want to talk to us, it's simple. We got a phone number, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. You can get a hold of me. I'm on social media everywhere at JR Sport Brief. We have talked so much tonight about legends, future legends, and not just legends, Hall of Famers. I mean, uh, just a few minutes ago, I shared with you some comments by uh, NFL Hall of Famer, one of the greatest safeties of all time, Ed Reed. As HBCU Bethune-Cookman said, Ed Reed, thanks, but no thanks. We're, we're going to move on with you not being our head coach. We heard from a, a Hall of Famer in Tom Brady who was just on his own podcast, Let's Go. Sick and tired by by Jim Gray, and not specifically Jim Gray, but tired of being asked about his future. Here, listen to this. We played it earlier in the show. Tom, you're leaving everybody guessing. Uh, You said you'll take your time. Do you have any type of a timetable as to what you might want to do uh, regarding your football career? 
Jim, if I knew what I was going to fucking do, I'd have already fucking done it. Okay, I'm taking it a day at a time. I sense you're antagonized by the question. <laughs> you're scratching. It's only like the question scratching. that everybody wants to hear. You're scratchy. <laughs> I appreciate your asking. Thank you. Ouch. Tom Brady's sick of it. I just mentioned to you Ed Reed. I might as well let you hear Ed Reed as well. He's part of it. Ed Reed was just... Uh, uh, he had the job at Bethune-Cookman. He accepted it. He wasn't happy with the conditions at the school. Uh, he, he's on social media. He's apologizing for his, his outburst. The school has enough. They say no thanks. The students want him back. He wants to go back. The school, as to my knowledge, hasn't said, we want you back. And Ed Reed is like, man, I could have had Deion Sanders' job in Jackson State. Listen to this. Have other HBCUs reached out to y'all? We've been in contact with other H, uh, head coaches from HBCUs. I turned down the Jackson State job to come here, Roland Martin. Jackson State called call me. Deion Sanders called me himself, man. Gave me. So, so every listen, everything is that Ed is saying is is accurate. There have been other offers before. Bethune Cookman in previous years from other Grambling. from uh, from bro. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, bro. From from other HBCUs, they Yeah, the the passionate individual is Ed Reed. The gentleman speaking with him is is Roe Parrish, and the interviewer is Roland Martin on Roland Martin's show. So it's two legends, very passionate. Ed Reed is like, listen, folks. I just want to I just want to be here with the students, the kids. I want to coach them. They need to take away his phone now. And then you got Tom Brady. Well, he's doing his podcast. He's getting paid, but he doesn't want to be asked about his retirement. And then we have a legend. I guess he's the happiest legend of them all today because he was the only gentleman to reach an, or pass or go through the threshold to enter into Cooperstown. And that's Scott Rowland, eight-time Gold Glove third baseman, World Series champion, all-star for the Phillies and also the Cards. Scott Rowland, he was like, damn, y'all, y'all put me in a Hall of Fame? I didn't expect this. This is what he told MLB Network. You don't think about this. You know, you think about trying to do the best you can and... And, and play play for your team and, and play the game as best you can. And there's such a long road. Yeah, good for him. He's going in. Billy Wagner just missed it, and uh, Billy Wagner will get in next year. Legends, Hall of Famers, right? I don't need you. Don't need to hear from Aaron Rodgers. He ain't say nothing. He's talked about himself. You heard from Tom Brady. You heard from Scott Rowland. What about another legend, Kevin Durant? He's getting ready to come back to play basketball. In a couple of weeks, he told the media today, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to come back uh, before All-Star break, but I haven't even picked up a ball yet. I'm not trying to tease myself. I'm just trying to get stronger. Listen to this about his knee. A couple hours a day, just small exercises, trying to build my strength back up. And being away from not doing any basketball activities for a couple of weeks can set you back, so I'm um, just trying to do little things. Are you, are you able to, like, do you just... Maybe stand around and shoot a ball, or do you not even? No, I don't want to tease myself like that. You know, <laughs> uh, it's tough not being able to go uh, full speed. Uh, so I just try to do the small things first, and then 
once I'm able to get back on the court, do some things, and that's when I'll lock in on that. Yeah, hopefully watching Kevin Durant is, is a treat. One of the most unique players ever. I love to see him back. It's nice when he's uh, not asking for a trade and when he's just playing ball. But he's one of the greatest offensive players ever. It'll be nice when he's back. And, and speaking of coming back, we're talking about legends, right? Well, this guy's not a legend. He's just joining one. Bill O'Brien is hooking back up with Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. Bill O'Brien, who was the offensive coordinator when the New England Patriots went to the Super Bowl about more than a decade ago and lost to the New York Giants, he then landed himself a job with the Texans, and uh, we can talk about the other jobs he did with the Texans where he absolutely failed. But Bill O'Brien, after two years at Alabama running the offense, He's back in New England. And who would have thought that Bill Belichick would need an offensive coordinator? Who would have thought that Bill Belichick would have taken an approach to bring back another, quote-unquote, old friend? This is the same Bill Belichick after last season. During the, the, the meetings in March where Bill Belichick stood in front of the media and was just asked about offensive coordinator. Of what Matt, Patricia, and Joe Judge, they went into the season. Nobody knew who the coordinator was. And Bill Belichick, back in March of last year, told everybody, he's like, listen, people, I, I don't know about no damn coordinators, so don't ask me. I don't believe in titles. I'm assuming you're not going to name an offensive or defensive coordinator this year. Uh, why not? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not big on titles, so we have jobs to do. We'll do the jobs. Does that create any confusion as to like accountability and chain of command and things like that? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know what difference it makes. Yeah, but what Bill Belichick doesn't know anything, does he? He's just Bill Belichick is just here so he doesn't get fined. And I haven't heard or seen Marshawn Lynch in a while. I hope Marshawn is okay. Anyway, after a crap season where New England did not go to the playoffs, after a crap season where Patricia was pretty much destroyed and uh, Mac Jones looked to go backwards as, as an NFL quarterback, and, and Mac Jones was out there, he's pitching a fit. Mac Jones is out there yelling at everybody. Mac Jones is yelling to throw the ball. He's cursing people out. Do you remember this loss to Buffalo? He's yelling at everybody. Listen to this. They better figure this out because they got a pretty good, decent football team. Yeah, you sit right there. You see uh, the cuss words come out, but he's also expressing himself saying throw the ball down the field. Just kind of let my emotions get to me, but, um, you know, we're kind of playing from behind, and what I said was about throwing it deeper in the short game. You know, I, I got to execute that part better, but it's the short game that we kept going to, which was working. But I felt like we needed chunk plays, and, um, you know, I shouted that out to kind of get everyone going. And that's emotional. That's football. I'm passionate about this game. And um, obviously, you don't want to get your emotions, let, you know, get the best of you. But, um, yeah, I think that's, that's pretty much it. Like, it wasn't directed at anybody. Just 
emotion coming out, and we kind of needed a spark. So, Man, if, if Bill O'Brien doesn't help give him a spark, then he's going to be out of there. He was on his way out from Alabama when Bill O'Brien, Bill O'Brien, excuse me, was on his way in. And for the New England Patriots, I think this is actually going to be a move that that works. They were able to work with each other briefly before Mac Jones entered into the NFL, at least in that offseason period. As long as Bill O'Brien is not dealing with uh, roster moves, being a general manager, then he's going to be fine. And we know that's not going to be the case because it's Belichick's show. He's running it. And so Bill O'Brien won't have an opportunity to trade away DeAndre Hopkins. He won't have an opportunity to, you know, bring in, I don't know, a a Brandon Cooks who doesn't want to be there. He's not going to have a chance to tank the entire organization, and he should be fine as an offensive coordinator. He's going from the best buddies. It's like another trade. Remember when Mac Jones got selected from Alabama and it's just like Nick Saban hand-delivered him and dropped him off? Well, now he's going another Alabama guy, this time the offensive coordinator, the O.C., is going from Alabama up to New England again. It was only a few weeks ago that Bill O'Brien, right before taking on Kansas State, he sat there with the media and he answered questions about whether or not he's heading back to the NFL. And uh, listen to what he said and listen to the reality now that he is returning. You mentioned not having been in contact with anybody from the Patriots. Have there been any other NFL teams that you've been in contact with? And this is obviously the last year of your contract. Is there any interest in returning for another year? I, I've, I've, I have a lot of friends in the NFL, so the answer would be yes to that. I mean, I just, I've, I, I, talk, I have a lot of coaching friends in the NFL, so yeah, they're, they're some, of, some of my closest friends. So, but relative to working in the NFL, no. And uh, relative to working here, I, like I said, I love it here. I love my experience here. I'm very focused on this game coming up, and then whatever conversations hap- happen after this game, those will take place when they take place. But really, just really. Um, focused on on this game and doing as good a job as I can uh, with the players and the coaching staff to, uh, you know, have a productive offense on Saturday. Yeah, everybody has friends, right? When you're around as long as, as Bill O'Brien and, and definitely Bill Belichick, everybody has friends. And so whether or not Bill O'Brien is at Penn State, the Texans, the Patriots, or, or, he could be back here at, at Tech. Everybody got friends. Everybody talks. It's just the nature of the business. It's just absolutely hilarious to me that Bill Belichick, one of the greatest coaches of all time, and yeah, he's gotten his ass whooped over the past few years. He's still a great coach. Can't take that away. Yeah, you can look at some of his decisions and be questionable, but the fact that the New England Patriots are at least still competitive is a testament to him. And what he's done, the, the system and support that he's done. They should be directly in the toilet, but they're not. And Bill Belichick is not a dumb man. He made a mistake. He said, I'm going to bring back these two, uh, these two losers and Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, and I'm going to have them help out with the offense. Well, we saw the results. Mac Jones went backwards. And the Patriots still need an infusion of talent. They need to actually get 
the selection of talent out of the draft, they need to get that right. And so everybody needs a swift kick in the ass. And smart-ass Bill Belichick were last year telling everybody, I don't believe in titles. Well, damn it, you brought one back. His name is Bill O'Brien, and you named him offensive coordinator. It's certainly a step in the right direction, but this is like any other team, any other franchise. The Patriots aren't going to do anything or move anywhere or become competitive again until they get talent in, more so on the offensive side of the ball. Because we still don't even know if if Mac Jones can be corrected. Bill O'Brien is certainly going to try, and if he can't help him, then Mac Jones might as well get sent back down to Alabama. Good move, Belichick, admitting a mistake and actually bringing in an OC. He should have did this last year. Sometimes you think you know it all, even Bill Belichick. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. I'm going to get to your calls on the other side. I got one more hour left. You're on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. I appreciate you being the show for the people. I stumbled on your show one night and I've been listening to it for about two months now. I drive trucks at night and I appreciate that. Call in now at 855 212 4 CBS. Well, I appreciate you listening. That's what I appreciate. I appreciate speaking to you, too, especially when you make sense. Phone lines are open. That's 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. I told everybody about uh, we, it's been a lot of legend talk tonight. We talked right before the break about Bill Belichick bringing back Bill O'Brien to be his offensive coordinator. And I think this is a good move for the New England Patriots, although it's probably a year late. Although Bill O'Brien just completed his contract at Alabama, uh, not to say that Nick Saban was just going to allow him to leave, but it's it's clear that things were mishandled last season with the Patriots and their offense as they basically went backwards in every category imaginable. We got a lot of callers here on the line. We've discussed a whole lot tonight from Scott Rowland going into the Hall of Fame to Brock Purdy to Ed Reed. We talked about Ed Reed. And Kevin Durant. And so I'm going to get to your calls right now. If you can't call, you can tweet me at JR Sport Brief. Do it safely. Let's go ahead and talk to Tim from North Carolina. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, JR. How you doing tonight? Excellent. What's up? I'm good. I came across your program not long ago, so, and I've become a big fan. I want to let you know that. Um, Thank you. But uh, my uh, comment tonight is about uh, the Hall of Fame voting today in baseball. Um, not totally against Scott Rowland going in this year. He has the all-star and gold gloves, of course. And uh, But my biggest concern that I understand is um, is Andrew Jones. Now, I'm a diehard Braves fan, I will admit. But uh, 
Andrew, I think he's been on the ballot about the same amount of years as Scott Rowland has. And I know they played different positions, but Andrew um, won 10 straight gold gloves and hit over 400 home runs. And, um, and, uh, and to me, um, he should be maybe first or second, at least third year, maybe going to the Hall of Fame on the ballot. And six years in now, and he's still only at 55% or something like that. And um, you may you may know this, I'm not sure all your callers do, but uh, there's only um, four players in the history, the storied history of baseball, that have hit over 400 homers and have won 10 gold gloves. And they're Willie Mays, Mike Smith, Ken Griffey Jr., and Andrew Jones. And that's it. And so well, I'm just, just he's, that he's, he's not he's going for the Hall of Fame. He's going in. He's going in. I, why Why they're making him wait, I, I have no idea. And he, I would say, although they play different positions, they're, they're comparable in, in numbers and stats, especially if you want to factor in uh, defense as well. Why they have to go through the ringer of waiting six, seven, eight, nine, ten years, why they have to – put the guys in tiers of, well, first ballot, second, three, four, five, six. He's going to have four additional years to get into the Hall of Fame, and he's trending in an upward direction. Uh, Billy Wagner is even closer to getting in uh, than, than Andrew Jones. So Billy Wagner hit 68%. Andrew Jones hit 58 The magic number is going over 75 And just from last year, Andrew Jones jumped ahead about 20 points from about 40 to 60 here. And so I assume he's going to get into the Hall of Fame either next year uh, or the following. It's just uh, it's a crap system because it's it's voted on by by the writers. And they feel that it's a, a rites of passage to make some of these dudes wait. Don't mean it's right, it, it's right or take away, but that's, that's unfortunately how it is. And now they even have committees. So, Gary Sheffield, and, and yes, Gary Sheffield ticked off a lot of people throughout the course of his career. Gary Sheffield was also caught up in the steroids and drugs, and so he's still on the ballot. He's about to be off. Damn it, we just had Fred McGriff, crime dog, and thank you, Tim, for calling from North Carolina, another brave. We got another dude had to wait for a committee to put him in. And so what's the point of having the writers, like, sit on dudes for 10 years? just to go ahead and create four committees just to kind of sweep up the quote-unquote crumbs. It's ridiculous. 855-212-4CBS. Lynn is here from Iowa. Hi there. Uh, Thanks for taking my call. This is my first time ever calling in to any show. Well, thank you so much. What's on your mind? Well, Brock Purdy, um, you're talking about legends, and they do have to start somewhere, right? Okay. Um, I'm kind of annoyed by the quarterback-proof offense um, take on things. Um, so I'm, I'm wondering, if it's so quarterback-proof, why don't other teams run it? And for me, it's about execution. And so I think he executes Shanahan's plan to a T. And I don't see that all of his throws are that easy. He's thrown into some really tight windows. And... Um, so I'm just I'm just wondering what you what you think about that. I, I and, and then lastly I think why show all your cards? I mean they've been able to win um doing what they're doing. Um I think we'll see and I actually I work at Iowa State University. 
I've gotten to yeah, see Brock so you, Purdy all four years. You've seen him up close and personal, sure, yes. I have, yeah. And I could tell you a little story about his sophomore year that he was so successful, too. But I'm just wondering what you think about that. That just annoys me. If anybody, if any quarterback could play in the in that system, uh, then no, why didn't I, why I, didn't... I agree with you. And and we've, we, we've heard that plenty of times. I've heard what you just said, that people think that Kyle Shanahan can go out there and just plug and play with, with anyone. I, I'd venture to say, if Trey Lance didn't break his ankle early in the season, I am not so sure that the 49ers would be in the spot in the position that they're in right now. Mm-hmm. Definitely Trey Lance has a different skill set than both Jimmy Garoppolo and Brock Purdy. But one thing that Brock Purdy is doing, and that's I don't want to say following in the, the footsteps of Jimmy Garoppolo because he's a different QB, but there's, there's a matter of being efficient. We haven't yep. seen Trey Lance enough. And from what we have seen, this would have been a, a power run gadget type offense. And now they're able to do a little bit of everything with Purdy in the way. And so I agree with you. This is not just a you play quarterback, I play quarterback, anybody can play quarterback for, for the 49ers offense. Brock Purdy has, has done a good job. Now, on your, your second point, I'm not so sure that they are now going to just, quote, unquote, open up the playbook here. Uh, I think, and this is this is going to be Shanahan. They have so many weapons. Yeah, they can pull a, a rabbit out of their hat and they can do tricks and, and all this other stuff. But as it relates to the quarterback, is this the game where you quote-unquote want to just let things loose? I'm, I'm not so sure. You let things too loose and you might be behind 14, you know, before you know it. So I, I think they're going to maintain the same uh, type of plan. I don't expect to see something we haven't seen. I'm sure there will be a a flip and a gadget and a reverse and bells and whistles. But I'm not I'm not so sure they're gonna you know stretch outside of what we've already seen. They they have amazing talent. I don't think they're gonna need to do that if if they can all get the ball. And when I say they, Debo Samuel, Kittle, uh, uh, who am I missing? McCaffrey. Plenty of folks. Yeah, yeah, Christian McCaffrey, absolutely. So I think they'll be fine. But I don't well, think they're going to go out of this world. No, that's my point. You know, why would you go out of the world and you have to protect your, protect your quarterback because you don't have another one? So why would you ask Purdy to do crazy stuff that he may get injured? You know, wow. so I actually think they've been playing it a little conservatively and doing what they need to do to win. Sure. And, and using – using all those weapons they against against this defense lynn why not they might they might have to every now they might have to yeah that's what i'm saying and i'm going to tell you that i think he can open it up if he has to he hasn't had to yet and i want to tell you about his sophomore year his sophomore year um the offensive coordinator left so that would have been tom manning uh matt campbell and we're not related um okay my name's last name's Campbell too, but I get asked that all the time um, because I drive an Iowa State car. But um, sophomore year, Matt Campbell called the plays, and so he was able to pump fake and scramble more than he did his junior and senior year. And I, I could tell you, as fans sitting in the stands, we were always so frustrated. We're like, "Why is he doing those things?" And it was, in my opinion. That was the difference in, in the play calling was when Campbell was calling it versus Tom Manning. 
Okay. Well, if he gets that opportunity and chance against the Eagles, then I, I'd consider it a W. So let's see what happens, Lynn, okay? Yeah, I'll call you back if it happens. Well, win, lose, or draw. Call me, okay? I will. Thanks. Thanks All for right, taking th- my call. Thank you, Lynn, for calling from Iowa. It ain't going to be a draw. Somebody's going to the Super Bowl. It's the JR Sport Reef Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-2124-CBS. I'm going to take more of your calls before we roll out. And then we've talked about a lot of legends. Unfortunately, I have to talk about some unfortunate incidents when we come back. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, JR, how's it going? I love listening to your show. Uh, I drink a brewski and listen to you every night after work. Helps me unwind. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. Oh, yeah, man. Have, have more than one brewski. And please, uh, if you're going to have a brewski, and do it responsibly. Don't blame me. Anyway. I'm going to be here with you, uh, I don't know, to the top of the hour for a few more minutes. And so we got full phone lines. We got a couple of stories that I want to share with you before I roll out of here. And then I'll be back with you tomorrow. But for now, I'm still here. So enjoy it. Amy Lawrence is coming through at the top of the hour. We've talked a lot about legends and we've gone through Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. No updates there. Talked about Scott Rowland going into the Hall of Fame. Uh, Kevin Durant will be back hopefully in a couple of weeks before the All-Star game. Patrick Mahomes is, is, is getting his ankle ready. Ed Reed is no longer the head coach at Bethune-Cookman, uh, never formally uh, signed a contract and became coach. And uh, because of, of his emotions and social media posts, they got him the hell up on out of there, said no thank you. And then Bill O'Brien is back in New England. We talk about Brock Purdy, talked about Brock Purdy, And then I got to fill you in on some of the bad things today. So, Mike Clevenger, pitcher, former pitcher for the uh, San Diego Padres, now pitcher of the Chicago White Sox, uh, as you probably just heard from Marco Belletti. He's been accused of domestic violence and child abuse uh, by the mother of his children or his child. Um, She says that he's also been abusive to other kids, children, saying that he threw uh, objects at her, that he threw tobacco on his own child. And uh, she's posted these photos on social media. Major League Baseball is now investigating. Uh, Photos don't look good. These are accusations, allegations. Uh, I don't think she necessarily bruised herself, but we have to see what takes place with Mike Clevenger. She's also accusing him of doing the same with uh, another child and mother of his children. So uh, time will certainly tell as MLB already starts its investigation there. Uh, Tonight on the basketball side, you just heard that the Los Angeles Lakers, they lost to the Clippers. What else is new? 133 to 115. Uh, Kawhi Leonard was actually in action with Paul George. LeBron James had 46 points, and he is now only 178 points away from passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So he's pulling up, folks, and... He ain't that far away. If he drops a couple more 46 uh, points, he, he'll be there quick. February 2nd, the Lakers will be in Indiana. February 4th, the Lakers will be in New Orleans. February 7th, they will be at home against Oklahoma City. February 9th, 
They host the Bucks on February 11th. I don't think we'll have to wait that long unless he's taking a couple of days off here. February 11th, the Lakers will be in Golden State in San Francisco. But the way he's rolling right now, it looks like it might be somewhere between Pacers and OKC. Congratulations to his son as well. Uh, Bronny James was voted a McDonald's All-American. Yes, LeBron's son, so why not? That's what LeBron James had to say a few minutes ago about coming up short versus the Clippers, even though he dropped 46. I was able to make a few shots tonight, you know, to try to help us um, stay in the game. I mean, the Clippers, they are really good, except, ex- um, exceptionally good when they, when they shoot the three ball, you know. And, uh, you know, tonight they did that. I mean, they, they made 19 threes, uh, 50% from the three-point line. Yep, so... Uh... The Lakers will be back in action. They got a back-to-back. They don't have to travel far. They were the home team tonight against the Clippers, but they'll be in action as the San Antonio Spurs will be in the building on Wednesday. Anthony Davis sat on the bench. Anthony Davis, and I know this sounds crazy. Prepare yourselves. Anthony Davis is expected to return for the Los Angeles Lakers against the Spurs. Do you expect LeBron James to play a back-to-back? Eh, probably not. But Anthony Davis coming off of his foot injury, uh, according to Dave McMenamin, he's expected to be out there. But it is Anthony Davis, so a strong gust of wind might put him out for another month. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Maya's calling from Maryland. You're on CBS Sports Radio. How you doing tonight, Jr.? I'm good, Maya. What's going on? Well, real quick, uh, I know you're doing your your top six list tomorrow, and you on a much well deserved vacation for the holidays. Unfortunately, everything happened with Demar Hamlin, so we never got to hear some of your thoughts or what you're expecting. What are the top six things you're expecting in sports this year? Or is there anything in sports you're excited about? I'm very, very excited for baseball season. First time in a long time. I just, I'm declaring it the year to Orioles. So, and I want to see also what happens with my Spurs. Still going through these transitions, and I'm just hoping that they do well with these draft picks and stuff this year. For the San Antonio Spurs, you better hope and pray for uh, Victor Wembenyama. You know that's a that's a that's a good suggestion, Maya. Thank you so much. There's not yeah, really this past Sunday was just the Lunar New Year, so okay. if you get it in before the end of January, you you you'll be I'll, in the I'll, top. I'll, I'll, I'll think about it because, in all honesty, there really isn't anything that's really standing out to me that I absolutely want to see take place in sports this year. I'm I'm just here for the the cool ass stories. I don't I don't really have any wants or desires. I just want good games and good outcomes and, and good content. Sorry. I'm That's sorry. My bad. Hey, at least you can <laughs> hope for Wembenyama. I can't wait to see him play. That counts for something, I guess, right? Yeah, I'm excited. Just got to make sure this draft and everything works out. Okay. So. Well, maybe maybe Wembenyama will, will be on the Spurs. Thank you, Maya, for calling from Maryland. Let's go ahead and uh, talk to Robert. He's calling from Detroit. What's going on, JR? How are I've been you? waiting about two hours to talk to you, man. 
I'm just going to say this, man. Shout out Scott Rowland and everything. And I'm glad you made a touch on the baseball narrative. But my 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 bite is this, man. Why isn't Lou Whitaker in the Hall of Fame? His running mate, they played 18 to 20 years together. Alan Trammell's in the Hall of Fame. And Lou Whitaker is the 15th best second baseman in all of baseball career. And he's not in the Hall of Fame. And Craig Bichol is above him. You know where I'm going. Let's make it make sense. Uh, well, I don't think we need to look at the black guy and say, why isn't he in? I, I think here's the situation. I kind of named this when I talked about the, the writers. These are the dudes who mm-hmm. wrote these, these guys in. Lou Whitaker has pretty much said himself that he wasn't the most, uh, let's just say, welcoming individual when it comes down to being a player. He went out Hold on right there. Say, can I, I don't mean to stop you right there. Well, you did. I, I get it. I'm sorry, sir. But get this. Your actions on the field speak louder than words. Well, well, Lou, well, not you, not you, but Robert, you don't have to tell me. You asked a question, and I'm giving you the answer. You don't have to dispute. I get it, sir. Yeah, you don't have I to get dispute. it. You don't have to dispute that with me, but that's just the facts. The guys I who control. His, I'm from Detroit. I watched his career for you. For, I'm sure. I'm not got. asking you about his career. You asked a question, ahead, and I'm telling you the response. You can accept it mm-hmm. or not. The gentleman. No, I, I get I what you're saying. Okay, well, thank you, Robert. The gentleman who put these guys in the Hall of Fame are the same guys, for the most part, who've had to interact with him. We can talk all we want. He's on the edge. He's on the edge, okay? Yeah, actions should. What takes place on the field should, but it doesn't. That's not the reality. If you treat people like, uh, I don't want to say jerks, if you're standoffish, if you're not uh, welcoming in, they make you pay for it. That's it. I mean, he's not the first dude who's, who's had a, a good career, a very good career, who can and should be in a Hall of Fame that doesn't get in or is made to wait because the media goes, oh, I remember that guy, he want to talk to me. Well, that guy was a jerk, or he was standoffish, or he wanted nothing to do with us, or he just wanted to play. Yeah, if, if you happen to be on the edge, there are a few things that might get you over the hump, and that's one of them. 855-212-4CBS. Rick is here from Toronto. Thank you again for taking my call again, Jr. You know, unfortunately, Hall of Fame for baseball, you have Charles Comiskey and uh, Bud Sealy in the same hall, so don't worry about it. I, well, sorry about Sweet Lou Whitaker. Congratulations, Scott Rowland. Uh, basically, I want to talk briefly about the Buffalo uh, Bills thing. Um, I never expected them to win this season. I, I couldn't believe the prediction early in the season that they were going to be great. I didn't believe it one bit. And uh, I thought Cincinnati was good. I think Kansas City was going to be good in the AFC. And I was surprised this season Brock Purdy was lucky. You know, I have a criticism of Kyle Shanahan. He's a reckless coach, basically. There's too much injuries in the NFL. Whoa, 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 whoa Rick. You, did you, you went from the Buffalo Bills to the 49ers in like point, like a half second. Yeah. Okay, keep going. Okay, I just basically, 
because personally, I, I think uh, Kyle Shanahan's reckless. All the quarterback injured, Brock Purdy, Mr. Relevant. By the way, we have a Mr. Relevant up here. It was Chad Kelly. He won the Grey Cup of the Toronto Arkansas, by the way. Um, this is how reckless that is. Um, also, I have a criticism of Philadelphia oh, okay. uh, Eagles with uh, Nick Sirianni. Um, okay. Unfortunately, because of Gardner Minshew the th- second, uh, mm-hmm. they uh, Jay and Hurd, they weren't. They had a bad. They had. They were thirteen and one, and they eventually had a record where they had more losses at the end. You know, this is another example of the NFC in this case uh, criticism of them. I I don't know who's going to win between uh, Philadelphia and. Um, okay. Tell and me Tampa something about the Bengals while you're at it. Yeah, Bengals. I have a prediction. Yeah. I think the Bengals could be Kansas City. I think Joe Burrow okay. is going to win. How might win because he's the dangerous. It's quote dangerous team to be watching. I know the history of the Cincinnati Bengals since 1968 when they were in the American Football League under Powell Brown to now. Um, they never win. So well, that's tell me the whole how point. We can, I, I don't know if they me, will ever well, win. Well, well, slow down. Tell me what we can do as, uh, you know, as neighbors to reduce carbon emissions. What do you think about that? Oh, by the way, eggs are uh, – you want to know about the cost of eggs. I think they no, were no, $4 No, no, no. I asked you about here. carbon emissions, not eggs. Carbon emissions? How do you pre- – well, I don't know. You want to ask the Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and President Joe Biden to solve the problem of carbon emissions? Oh, I thought you you know everything about everything. I thought you might be able to tell me how we can reduce carbon emissions. I don't know. <laughs> oh, you can solve the problem with Alan from Toronto. Sorry, uh, Alan. I'm sorry, Alan. By the way, um, oh I, CJCL doesn't get okay. no, no talk shows up here. I'm sorry what okay. happened uh, with Whoa. Bob McCowan had to leave because of uh, cost cutting. What? Tell me about eggs. Go finish the story about eggs. I think it were, I, I, Rogers had a thing about four dollars. I saw three eighty nine on for Metro and um, uh, Loblaws up here uh, at three eighty nine for a twelve pack of white eggs. But the, they said uh, the another Rogers couldn't say it was four dollars something. I, think, I can't okay. remember. I think it's four fifty five. Did you buy eggs? eggs? You have eggs. You have eggs in your fridge? No, I don't have eggs in my fridge. No, I don't buy the thing. Okay. All right. Thank okay. you, Rick. Okay. Thank you. Have a nice night, uh, Jr. Have a nice night. You too. Mike. You too. <laughs> hey, Chef. Do you know anything of what we just spoke about? Talk about everything and the theory of everything. He's. I don't even remember where he started. Did he go Forty ers to Bills, and then he went? Started with the Bills, went to Forty ers then went to Eggs, uh, then went to the Toronto Cup. <laughs> Did he mention anything? He said something about the, the Hall of Fame, too, for baseball, didn't he? he? He probably mentioned everything. I was surprised he didn't go Australian Open. Djokovic, whether he had a shot or not at winning title 10. We went. He, he mentioned uh, uh, Justin Trudeau, uh, the prime minister, and then he went to uh, Joe Biden, the president, and he talked about the price of eggs, and uh, he said he doesn't have eggs, but he knows how much they cost. I just... Hey, look, if you're trying to buy some eggs, folks, just steal a chicken from somewhere. I don't know how you produce the eggs after. You got to heat up the chicken's ass or something like that. I don't know how they make the eggs come out, but, yeah, eggs are expensive. Get your hands on some eggs, okay? We know that. We know what? Eggs are expensive. Yeah, we do know that. That's what I'm saying. If you can find a chicken and steal one, (laughs) go steal yourself a chicken. All right? JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio is done. I'll be back tomorrow, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Pacific. I'll be bringing you a new top six list, so make sure you tune in. I'm at JR Sport Brief everywhere, but don't move here on CBS Sports Radio. Amy Lawrence, she's coming up next. I'm going to go steal me a chicken, a couple of them. 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.